Welcome everybody to the Lipsy's Aim Higher podcast. Across from me, as always, Jason Klosner and and our new mainstay here. He's part. <laughs> I think you're part of the show now. Yeah, Dale I'm Luke. A, I'm in the circle of trust now. He, uh, he just won't leave. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, no, can't yeah. get him out of here. No. Uh, I'm Rob Abrazino, and I'll tell you what we uh, we had a great a great time and a great episode. Our last episode talking about single action revolvers, a lot of Lipsy's exclusives. I learned a ton. I'm, I'm hoping that everyone that watched and listened did too. I was, I was kind of a deer in the headlights in, in a couple parts of that conversation, <laughs> but that's okay. I really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy learning, you know, especially from a historical standpoint that Jason's always really good at that. The history buff, Dale, you're good at the application of it. So let's have some more fun today. We decided to continue this thing, but we're going to take a slightly different approach in maybe some of the smaller caliber uh, single action revolvers, right, right, like the single six, the single seven. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. We 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 talked a lot about big bores last time. Didn't really touch on the the smaller caliber stuff today. So let's roll. Yeah, we we got a little feedback from the listeners last time. We're like, hey, you didn't you you totally forgot about yeah. the, the single sevens and everything else. Like, yeah, yeah. we did. Really, right. really the fun stuff to shoot. You know, yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's all fun, but this is. These are these are calibers anybody can mm-hmm. can go out learn on have a good time with and, and and that's the key learn the fundamentals of a single action and you can do it on these small bores and it, it oh, just yeah. it just works out you know for everybody's interest burn a lot less powder you know when again under normal circumstances they're a lot more affordable to shoot and uh, sure a lot easier your reloading components stretch out a lot further I mean like in some of my thirty two H and R loads that I'm using. I'm only dropping, I think, three grains of powder. So I mean, it, it, seven thousand grain pounds, uh, seven or seven thousand grains in a pound of powder. So it goes a long ways when you're only yeah, using three. But um, yeah, the you know actually one of our first uh, real exclusives that we ever did since I've been here in '98 and you were '98 mm-hmm. as well was the uh, stainless single six four and five eighths inch uh, 22 22 magnum yeah the old knr4 yeah the knr4 yeah. that gun you the know, knr4 yeah oh yeah we've had yeah. that we've been running that gun since 1999 wow and it's just kind of a mainstay now yeah. uh, and it really it was nothing more than a just ruger didn't make a short barrel uh, stainless single six mm-hmm, they right. made a mm-hmm. they made it in blue which that was the first gun i ever bought my, my own money my my grass cutting money Back in '87, I bought a blued four and five eighths inch single six. Man, that gun has got some rounds to it. I bet it looked rough, but yeah. I tell you what, it'd be the last gun I could ever get rid of. Just oh, absolutely, yeah. But so they they made a five and a half and a six and a half in the stainless, but they didn't do the four and five eighths. And so we're like, hey, it's kind of an easy one. And and so we did a run. And I mean, back then if we did a couple hundred or something. That was a big big deal, you know. And uh, we sold them really quick, and so we ordered more, and we every time we'd get them, we'd just sell them out, right, and right. so we continued to to run that gun ever since, and uh, it's, it continues to be one of our most popular exclusives. What uh, have, have you own one? Have you? I know you've shot it, but I mean, if you uh, have, do, you have one. I, I don't have a KNR four uh, single sixes. I got just a standard blue. Um, Five and a half inch yeah. uh, that I picked up, and I have no idea where the magnum cylinder is. Uh, <laughs> but then I do have the six and a half inch, uh, and that was my first single six that I bought was a six and a half inch. And I thought I was so cool going squirrel hunting with a cowboy rig on and <laughs> my little belt. In fact, his dad had to tighten the belt loops because it was originally for like a 41 magnum, and he had to tighten it up to put 20 long rifles in the belt loop. <laughs> yeah, um, it, was a, it was a big di- yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a big undertaking. Um, but I do have the Magnum cylinder for that, and 
uh, Magnums out of the little six and a half inch. Uh, it shoots lights out. Uh, I love shooting it. So you're gonna laugh. Uh, I have a lot of single sixes. Yeah, the K and R four is the only one I don't have. Oh my god! I've got stainless five and a half, six and a half. I've got blued four and Dude. five eighths, five and a half. I don't you're, have it. That's all what I don't have. Your whole life is a lie. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's. I just. I just realized that it's all what I don't have. Well, well I, I, we could probably figure that out. Yeah, I'm I know. Sure, one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, what prompted you? To, prompted you to buy that gun first? I mean, obviously there was a lot of choices as your first. The your first purchase, you know, well, with your, your the, grass cut money. As yeah. You say, you well, I mean? the the very first gun I ever shot in my life was my dad's blued five and a half inch single six. Matter of fact, we, I've got, we has a picture of me, of me standing, standing behind me shooting the gun. Yeah. And that, that was the first time I ever shot a, a gun in and, and he had that gun. He bought, he bought that gun. I think it was the first year the new models came out. So it'd have been like 73, 74 mm-hmm. or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, so I, we shot that gun a bunch growing up. So I wanted one for myself. We, uh, you know, I grew up uh, deer hunting and, and squirrel hunting. We squirrel hunted a lot. And that was a big from October first through through uh, middle of November. We squirrel hunted every weekend, and it really, as a kid, that's the greatest way to learn how to hunt. Sure, and you're getting out in the woods. You're you having to be quiet. You're learning how to walk and navigate and pay attention to where you're going. Right. It, it was a great learning experience, and I still love to squirrel hunt, and I love taking my kids squirrel hunting. And so my dad, we we back then we hunted with shotguns. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, you would shoot a squirrel, and it would fall down out of the tree or whatever, and it would still be kicking around or trying to run off. And you didn't want to shoot it with your – well, I had a 16-gauge, but right. you didn't want to shoot with your shotgun again at 5, yeah. 10 yards. Right. You would just destroy it. Yeah, right. So <laughs> Dad always carried his single six to use to finish off the squirrels. Finish the job. Yeah, yeah that or the rabbits or whatever else. Right, right. And so I wanted one – as I grew – by the time I – Save my money up to buy mine. I was hunting by myself. Yeah. So I needed my own to do it. So yeah. that was my motivation. Yeah. Because at the time, squirrel hunting was like my life. I mean, that's what I enjoyed doing more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it was, I'm so glad I went that way because I did end up learning the fundamentals of shooting um, by having that gun, you know, being able to shoot a lot relatively inexpensively. Is that your, Dale, do you think that would be one of your, say, top recommendations for a, for a, a new shooter or someone new to uh, a single action revolvers, hundred percent. That's the that's a yeah. single six. Yeah, a, a single well, six is a must have. Yeah, um, I agree. And even you know single six or you know the new Wrangler uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's out now by uh, by Ruger. You yeah, know, both of those can fit the application. The advantage right. over the single six, you do get the magnum cylinder and the adjustable sights. Right, where right. the Wrangler is just more of a, yeah. a cowboy style fixed sight gun. Yeah, twenty two can really be all over the place as far as point of impact and sure. stuff like that. So yeah. having the adjustable sights, I think, is a – if you're going to – look, if you just want a gun to go plink cans with on the weekend with the kids, that Wrangler's a great gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it worked good. It's very affordable. But if you're serious about shooting single actions and you want to rimfire in that battery of single actions, I think the single six is definitely the right play. And mm-hmm. I guess getting the feel for getting the feel for the single action platform mm-hmm. and then with the potential to move up, Right. Uh, you move up in the future. Right. And the 22 Magnum cylinder that comes with it, ain't it's funny, I don't, everybody wants the 22 Magnum cylinder. A lot of people end up not using it very much. Yeah. I, I haven't used mine a whole lot either, but I'll tell you, from my chronographing, shooting stuff through the chronograph, I found that the 22 Magnums out of that short barrel uh, revolver are about the same velocity as a 22 long rifle out of a rifle. 
Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. So you're so you are gaining a little bit there. It's not just a loud twenty two out of a pistol rifle rifle power out of a out of a small of a package four yeah. inch barrel handgun. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And and the beautiful thing about the the single sixes and single actions in general when you do convertibles, it's a lot easier than trying to do some, a convertible and a and a double action because in a double action you have to have the, the crane and all that. Is, it's a whole nother part. You can't just swap to cylinders. It's a lot. It's a little more uh, complex. Right. Whereas in a single action, you just pull the base pin out, pull that cylinder out, and drop the other one in, put the base pin back in, you're done. Yeah. Um, now, ger- I have found that the generally your point of impact is going to be different, so you will have to you know, mess with your sights if you really want to yeah. dial in. Yeah. I've gotten now to where I've got one single six that's dialed strictly in for twenty two Magnum, and then the other ones are... 22 long rifle. One for every occasion, except for the K&R4. Okay, yeah. Except for that. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I really, I, I do feel like a phony now. Oh, I think I That's weak. <laughs> it, it, that's you sad. Got, you got to have something to look forward to, Rob. I yeah. mean, you yeah, can't have true. them all. That's all right, now, now watch this, Rob. Okay, we're going to throw a little monkey wrench into it. Yeah. You have a North American arms? I've got two. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, good. Wow. I've got Bearcats. I've got – I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't I don't have is that it, gun. Is that what we're going to do? Just go through our entire uh, history entire, of Lexus yeah, exclusives exactly. and make sure Jason has one. Or else he's uh, – yeah, he, he's the real deal. We'll have to go um, to the – we'll have to look at the single action wall. So, guys, we've covered the single six pretty well. We know what you guys have and what Jason clearly doesn't have. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, let's talk about the single seven a little bit. Single seven. I, I assume that you would have one of those, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, All right. I got one of those. I've, I have to question everything with you now. Which happens yeah. to be a stainless uh, four and five eighths inch gun. Oh, so excellent. there you go. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so, um, yeah, single seven is a, is a really really cool gun. Uh, that gun is kind of a result of the kind of my personal quest of always trying to find the most power in the smallest package mm-hmm. when it comes to handguns. Right. So, you know the the single six platform itself had never really been done in much more than except 32 H and R Magnum. And they did those back, I don't know, Dale, was that the mid eighties, something like that. Yeah. They, they did the 32 H and R Magnum, which was a cool little round. Uh, it was developed by H and R and federal, and they were made to put in the H and R guns, which were not really very strong. Right. They, 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 so those, that, that round was never really loaded to its potential. Mm-hmm. When, when Federal and Ruger uh, got together and came out with the 327 Federal Magnum, mm-hmm. it was originally chambered in the Ruger SP-101. And it was marketed as a as an alternative to the 357 30, uh, Magnum 38 Special Defensive Crowd. So it's he got the power of 357, but less recoil and an extra shot. Because in a 32, you can get six in the cylinder instead of five, like in a 38 or a 357. Right. And it really didn't do that well. Two things happened. One... Federal and CCI didn't provide a lot of ammo right out of the bat, so yeah. it, it kind of languished around. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just said, you know what, the thirty-eight and the three-to-seven is the easy button in the defensive handgun world. Sure, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't want to play. And so it kind of languished around. It didn't right. do much. Right. Uh, we talked to Ruger about, hey, can we do a single six in a three twenty-seven? You did it in a thirty-two H and R Magnum. Is that something we could do? And at first was like, well, let's look at it. And there was a few challenges we had to overcome. The first thing was the cylinder on a standard single six isn't quite long enough for a, a 327. However, the cylinder window and the frame was is big enough. Is big enough. Right. So what they had to do was shorten the forcing cone flush with the frame and then extend the, the length of the cylinder to fill the whole window. So 
that 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 solved that problem. And and they so then when after they did the testing and everything, they said, man, it's actually it works, works pretty good. Right. Uh, this the people ask me all the time, why a seven shot cylinder? You know, then one of the truth is it's because they wanted to. They had a single nine that they did in twenty two Magnum. They did a single ten in twenty two. They wanted to, they wanted to try to do something in a single seven. So mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, let's let's see if we can do, work seven. and it worked. Yeah. And when you do odd number chambers right. in, a, in a revolver, it puts the 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 bolt cuts um, over the meat uh, in between the chambers instead of over the top of the chambers. So you get more strength. Right. So a five shot cylinder. And a seven-shot cylinder right. are going to be stronger than a than a six. Right. So right. what we're talking about for people that um, is these notches right here, uh, where your cylinder actually latches down uh, in the bottom of your receiver. It's where your lockup is. Is where your lockup is. So that's what Jason's talking about. It being yeah. Right. So, in the so I, I got you. Yeah. So you've got instead of being yeah right right over top, you're, you're going you go, yeah, yeah, you're going the, in between. This like you just like you just explained is really, in between yeah. the the cylinder. Yeah. So it's mm. in between the um. The chambers you instead got, of on top. You got more metal to work. Right. With. That's why Smith and Wesson and Ruger can do a seven shot GP one hundred, mm-hmm. and and it's the same strength as a six shot. Mm-hmm. Even though there's less less uh, the the chambers are thinner, having that bolt notch cut in between the chambers makes makes up for it. Should you factor that into buying, uh, you know, buying a, a single action revolver or buying a revolver of uh, you know even rounds, odd rounds, which is stronger? I mean, that's going to be I, worked I, out at the manufacturer. I was going to say, obviously, they're all tested. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, they're going to yeah. test it to the extreme. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that's pretty much uh, worked out, worked itself out there. Yeah. Um, the beautiful thing about the three twenty seven Federal is that you can also shoot thirty two H and R Magnum. Mm-hmm. 32 Smith & Wesson long. Yeah, it's like four, 32 short. Four or five calibers in that. Yeah, actually, he actually shot yeah. some 32 ACP through it. Yeah. yeah it works. Not right. great, but it yeah, works. They're all a semi-rimmed case or right. rimmed or semi-rimmed. Yeah. And, yeah, they'll all drop in the cylinder. So it's really versatile. So it, it's it's a neat – it's the most power you can get in that small platform. If you right. go any bigger, people will say, oh, can you do a 38 or a 37? And the problem is is that the when in the loading gate trough area, so when you open the loading gate mm-hmm. and they're – and you that little trough where the the rounds kind of slide past, if you open it up any more to to accept the rims of a thirty eight case, mm-hmm. you get in there and and it gets into the transfer bar channel, so you would have a hole in there. Right. And Ruger's not going to make a gun with a hole in it right there. Right. It's just not going to work. So, so that's so that would be considered the top end of the small bore. Yes. Uh, revolvers, mm-hmm. and then you you kind of cross that line into what, what the thirty eights, I guess. Or you would have to step up to the, to the mid size flat top frame size to get into the three fifty seven. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. I get, a lot of people ask me all the time, can we do a thirty two twenty in a single seven? And the answer is no, because the thirty two twenty is too long. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit longer mm-hmm. than a three twenty seven federal, and mm-hmm. so it just won't it won't work. Um, but I'll tell you, the three twenty seven federal out of that single seven, it what we did was and. And with obviously Ruger, you know, was great working this out with us. But I think it really revived that cartridge because what we did was we took it as the aspect of it's not a defensive cartridge. It's a field cartridge. It's for a guy who wants to carry a, a lightweight small gun but have some power to it and be able to carry a lot of ammo with them because it's not that heavy mm-hmm. and uh, and have versatility there. And it's um, it really took off. The single seven, I think, really – Resuscitated the, the 327 Federal, and we've since done GP100s in it, and and other guns in it, and and some of the other manufacturers caught on to that road that way. I know Henry's doing a lever action, 
and uh, it, it's really taken off. It's it's done really really well. Um, we've got a lot of different models on the single seven, and it's I think it's it that that's a that's a gun and a cartridge now that has a place. Dale, what about application? You know, for the single seven, what do you what do you think as far as uh, you know practical use? Uh, that sort of thing. It's funny. Right after it came out, uh, we had a, uh, a customer, one of the gun writers. Uh, I can't remember. Um, Richard Mann. Yeah. Uh, sent us uh, emailed pictures with a single seven of him shooting antelope. Wow. I think he shot a, he shot a deer yeah, with a with a 100 grain hardcast 32 wow. H&R load wow. out of it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Dropped him. And smoked it. And wow. smoked it. I mean... You know, for for a good all around. Um, so that's a that's that's kinda, a pretty broad spectrum of versatility oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's if you load that cartridge correctly and you lose the right bullets, it's it'll do a pretty good bit of what a three fifty seven Magnum will do. Wow! Out of my four and five eighths inch gun, yeah. That the Federal uh, the American Eagle they make a load. It's a hundred grain jacketed soft point, mm-hmm. and. That load is loaded hot. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fast. Mm-hmm. And out of my four or five eighths inch barrel, it chronographs out at over sixteen hundred feet per second. Wow. It's that's moving. When you're that's, shooting yeah, at a, yeah. when you're shooting at a gong at a hundred yards, yeah. there's no holdover. Right. I mean it's flat. Yeah. And uh and very little delay. Yeah. It's, it gets there quick. <laughs> yeah. And the recoil's not bad. I mean, it's loud. Now I will tell you this, three twenty seven federal, it's you want air protection on me shooting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's loud. But the recoil, I find, is especially mine. My gun's a Bisley gun. Mm-hmm. You know, go figure. <laughs> it's yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it really is very easy to shoot. Yeah. Um, and I will say this: a single seven is a great center fire uh, revolver to get a kid into shooting because mm-hmm. you can shoot. Let him start him out with some thirty two longs, right, mm-hmm. or something light. I yeah. mean, you shoot a you take a thirty two Smith and Wesson short or long, and you put in that gun. I mean, it's literally shooting a move. pop gun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's a little bit more to it than you can reload it. I mean, you talk about cheap to reload. I mean, you're dropping two grains of powder in a in a, in a case. Have you guys That's hunted crazy. with them? Have you uh, had any experience actually hunting with them? Or I have I, shot a couple of varmints. Yeah, with mine. Uh, I have not. More for fun. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've plinking with it. Um, that, that's been pretty much the extent of it. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. shot mine a, a decent uh, at the Shooters Holiday. I had mine out there, yeah, and I shot it quite a bit out at the hundred meter Rams because I figured this is what this gun's built for. Yeah, and it it's it works really good. Cool. Yeah. It's what, something else. Um, yeah. Now I tell you, <laughs> I get people all the time. Hey, you you guys do all these cool Bearcats? How about can you do a Bearcat in thirty two? And and you know, there's some custom guys who do it. Mm-hmm. It, but. Eh. I don't think it's going to happen yeah, at the factory yeah. level. But, but in the Bearcat, you know, it's that's such a cool little gun. Yeah. yeah. It is so, so cool. And really kind of one of the little sleepers, you know, the shopkeeper got so much press when it oh, first came out. Oh, the shopkeeper's been our probably one of our biggest home run oh, exclusives yeah. ever. Right, oh, yeah. right. But the kind of the sleeper of the bunch, I really like the little uh, adjustable sight models. Yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. Those yeah, that gun is are cool. It, it really takes the, the Bearcat from a – Kind of a fun gun to a true practical kit gun mm-hmm. at that point because yeah. you do have the you know the, the sights are adjustable they're easy to see yeah um, yeah that that gun does a lot um, the shopkeeper is just a fun gun it, I mean, it really is you go to the range so and you cool. just play with that thing all day and yeah. it's yeah. fun to shoot but it's for a you know if you can only have one one twenty two that would not be my choice right yeah. but the adjustable sight gun would would definitely be something to yeah. be viable. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, you, no you mentioned, I think you had, did you mention you had one of the kind of longer barrel uh, single sixes? Yeah, yeah, six and a half inch. The six um, and a half inch. So, right, so, right. You know, what is the, what's the advantage to having that longer barrel, knowing that it's not just in the smaller caliber, any caliber of of single action? And again, kind of in the last episode, we talked about this. So right. what's the advantage of having that longer barrel, knowing it's a, a little bit harder to tote around, especially out in the woods and that sort of thing? It, it, it does take a, a special way to carry it, uh, so you're not dinging it up on certain things. Uh, but one of the big advantages of the, the longer barrels is your longer sight plane. People tend to shoot the longer sight planes a lot better, and they're a lot easier to shoot, and they're a little more forgiving. A lot more, yeah. Uh, to shoot than the little short barrels. Uh, so that is a key advantage of the longer barrels, just simplicity on how to how to fire it, how to shoot. Just the, in the grand scheme, it's just, you know, a four and five eighths or a six and a half. I mean, it, it's not in, in, in the grand scheme. It doesn't of things, seem like a Yeah, you're talking yeah. an inch, you know. But every the, little whatever, bit of you know. sight radius just makes hitting, especially at distance, that much easier because – the, the longer the, the, the sights are apart, right. the, any little wiggle is not exasperated as it is when the, bar- when the sight radius is shorter. Right. So you take like a two-inch sure. Mustang Model 60, yeah. and I mean, any little nudge right. one way or the other puts that little shot way off. Those little 38 specials, you know, things right. like that. Yeah, sure, yeah. Right. And, and another good advantage, too, is especially on a revolver where the front sight is integral to the barrel where you really can't change it. The, the longer the barrel is, the thinner that sight's going to look. Mm-hmm. So you take that same width sight and you move it up close, it looks bigger and wider, and it covers up more of your target. Right. So it ends up kind of making it a little, I don't know, it's just more of an optical thing, then, but it does help shooting at distance. Um, Do you yeah. tend to go with a, a longer barrel revolver? It depends on the application. On what mm-hmm. you're doing, yeah. Like when we go, I like to go prairie dog hunting out in Wyoming. And I take I have a Bisley single six and a six and a half inch that I like to take. And you know when you're kind of riding around in between fields and you see some out there at fifty sixty yards, we'll take it out and shoot them with that. Mm-hmm. Trying to do that with a short barrel gun would be you can do it, but it'd be tough. Right. Um, now when I'm carrying a single six to squirrel hunt, I carry my short light four and five eighths because it's literally shooting from here to the ground. Right. Right. So it's not as important. Yeah. Um, I will say this. A lot of people just automatically assume longer barrel equals more velocity. That's not necessarily true. Really? Um, no, not in revolvers. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff that plays in there. The main culprit is the cylinder gap, and that's the distance between the, the forcing cone and the end of the cylinder. Mm-hmm. There's that little gap. You'll see that little, if you hold it up to the light, you can see it in there. Mm-hmm. And generally, the wider that gap, the less velocity you get because more of the gases can escape mm-hmm. out of that cylinder, uh, out of that gap. And they're not going behind the the bullet right. and, and give, helping your uh, velocity. Right. So uh, a short barrel gun with a real tight cylinder gap can shoot faster than a long barrel gun with a with a big cylinder gap. So those are those are some things to look at, um, and can explain why sometimes um, a four and five eighths or a five and a half inch gun is shooting as fast or even sometimes faster than a seven and a half inch gun. Hmm. So it can be really and uh, John Taffin. The gun writer, he, he, I think he said it best. Every gun is a law unto itself. Yeah. So you can take yeah. five, five and a half inch Blackhawks and 
and shoot them, and they, each one of them can sure. have one can shoot just way faster than the others. And it's its own personality. It's just, yeah. And today, with the the bevy of ammo choices that we have out sure. there, is just so much different than right. than it yeah. used to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it, well, and like we were talking about hand loading in the last episode, if your powder burn rates can affect things too. If you're shooting a really slow burning powder, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit longer for those gases to expand and create that pressure that you're looking for for your velocity. So it takes a little bit longer barrel to get to full the full effect of that, whereas a, a faster burning powder can do do that same thing in a shorter length of time. So right. it does it. You, you get the most out of it out of a short barrel. Right. You can actually on some some of the real weak cowboy style loads that are really loaded down. Sometimes a longer barrel will give you significantly less velocity because what's happening and all those gases have expanded. Mm-hmm. And and that extra barrel length now all it's doing is creating friction and it's actually slowing the it's bullet down. It's creating drag. Ah. Yeah, it's creating drag. So you're actually like sometimes you'll take those real light loads and shoot them out of a lever action rifle and they're going slow. Yeah, which should you would think right. it'd be the opposite, right? But, but right. it's 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 burning everything out. Yeah. So what about we talked a little bit last uh, again last episode about modifications and I know you're a big fan of the Bisley grip. Uh, you know, uh, you know that style, I should say. So, what about uh, other modifications to uh, revolvers? You guys really, really like that are that are kind of must-haves for for each of you. Well, some of the easiest that people can just do at home uh, mm-hmm. grips is number one. Uh, yeah, we, we we talked about this a little bit yeah. yesterday. We wanted to stay away from well, you know, let's let's drill out this and yeah, yeah, no. yeah get too crazy. But that, yeah, that could be a whole other podcast on. That's a good place to start that. though. Things yeah. that people can do kind of on their own at home, or you, things they well, can actually things you can you do know. with a with a with a screwdriver. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah, right, go uh, ahead. Grips is definitely sure. a, a, a number one. Uh, a second um, is the uh, base pin. Yeah, uh, in some of our big bore revolvers, um, locking base pins. Well, they make them locking and non-locking. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get a locking one and have somebody, you know, drill a notch uh, in the barrel, uh, you can go ahead and get an Allen wrench and, and screw it in. Or sometimes they come with even flathead screwdrivers mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. Um, but you know, that, that's two of the things. And then your your front sight. Um, you can change that unless you have a, a soldered in uh, fixed front sight. And if yeah. it's if it's drilled and tapped already, you know, it's just a flathead screw. Take it off, interchange it. Um, or it's, uh, it's on this one that we have on the table, you can see the roll pin uh, near the front sight. Uh, getting a roll pin punch, that's, that's actually very, very easy uh, to do. What about uh, your front sight? What's your preference for front sight? I know you guys, you know, with your carry guns, we talked about that a while back, how you like to kind of keep everything consistent, which obviously makes a lot of sense. I mean, do you do the same with your revolvers? Uh, It depends on the application. Yeah. Yeah. So the stuff that I'm using to shoot maybe – Varmints at small at distance. I like a I like a real thin front sight, right? Because it's covering up less of the target, right? Right. Uh, something maybe a short barrel, you know, bare defense gun. I'd want something high visibility, maybe a gold bead or you know a white right. dot or something like that in yeah. the front. Uh, generally, I tend to ca- I like I generally like a black front sight mm-hmm. that's got deep serrations and. If I want high visibility, I'll go with a gold bead. This okay. is and this is on single action. Yeah, guns. yeah, yeah. Um, fortunately, Ruger on the stainless guns they do pin in the front sight, so they're relatively easy to change. Mm-hmm. On their blued Blackhawks, there it's one piece to the base, so it's kind of a pain. That's one yeah. thing I've have asked them yeah. for years to, yeah. to go to a pinned in front on those. Mm-hmm. So I've actually had um, some gun. Bobby Tyler actually just did two guns for me where he 
put a Freedom Arms front sight base on a blued gun, and then uh, I got replaceable front sights now on it. Cool. Um, now, I know our, our old buddy Furman Garza, we've talked about some of his stuff. Sure. He does some really cool front sights. Um, what I like about his stuff is he can he'll make it to your specifications. Mm-hmm. So if you want if you're shooting a heavy load and or a heavier bullet and you need a little bit taller front sight, he can make it. Uh, or if you're shooting a light fast bullet, you can make a shorter front sight. Right, right. He can also adjust the width. Which so I I, I generally my formula that I like is a, a .115 width front sight. Very specific. It's very specific. <laughs> um, but it's narrow. Usually uh, a factory Ruger will probably be about a .125, mm-hmm. which is not super thick, but I like a little bit more um, – little bit more gap between the front sight post and the notch in the rear right um that's just my personal preference you just want a little more daylight a little bit more a little bit more daylight i can so i can see i can make those adjustments a little bit better um hit i think i love about Furman sights is he he makes them either like a patrick style or a slightly modified patrick style Mm -hmm. and with those deep cut serrations that front sight is black it's really stark as opposed to a lot of the ramp sites that have shallow serrations, right. once the, the light hits it, it kind of wash out, and it's hard to get a defined edge mm-hmm. on the top. So a lot of times you'll get vertical stringing because what looks like the top edge of the site mm-hmm. in one lighting or, or way you're holding it is a little bit different from the next shot. And you'll notice your, your rounds are stringing. It's not the gun. It's just that your eyes are seeing that the top of that front sight at different levels. When you, when you make that sight really crisp and, and dark, from the shadow, from the from the serrations, yeah, you get that defined point, and you really will tighten your groups up. God, that's interesting. Yeah, again, that's uh, again that's, a, a, yeah, a fifty dollar front sight can turn your turn your gun sure. around. But yeah, it's just, but again, it's experimentation that's thrown around. As far as the rear sight goes, I pretty much stick with the factory uh, rears. Right. Uh, Hamilton Bowen makes a fantastic rear sight. Uh, the the rough country sight. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to change it, that's what I would go to. As far as grips, I'm kind of like Dale. I generally like to change them mainly because I just like cosmetically, like I'm a little different. It's mm-hmm. this easy thing to do. Right, right. Um, you know, the I, I like the natural materials, a stag or, right. or a really nice walnut or something like that. I do now, I do like Micarta. I do too. Especially on the heavy kicking guns or something that might, you know, be really, really rough duty because Micarta is un- unbreakable. I mean, right. you're not going to break it. And uh, to me, like a, a stainless gun with black, but, but black the, Micarta grips looks awesome. But the Micarta is kind of uh, is is it's not textured, right? I it mean, can be if you don't polish yeah. it. It can have a little little texture to a little it. Rougher. But but I, keep I, in mind that on a heavy kicking gun, I don't want any texture because it just tears your hand up. You want it? Okay, it I want makes it, sense. I want you it want to have a, a little bit of movement. A little yeah. bit of movement. Yeah. Yeah. Now on a a defensive gun where you're trying to shoot fast and quick and transition, yeah, yeah you want that grippiness so that gun locks in. Right. But on a heavy kicking gun, if you checker the grips on a 480 or a 454. RTF2 frame yeah. on, on a 480. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun like once. Yeah. 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 That would. That'd burn you up. Yeah. It would burn you up pretty <laughs> yeah. hard. Yeah. Uh, the base pins, I agree with Dale. That, that's almost a must. Um, it, Belt Mountain is the is the company that I buy mine from, mm-hmm. and they they're slightly oversized. So when we're talking about the base pin, that's the pin that drives through the cylinder and locks the cylinder into the frame. Mm-hmm. And that slightly oversized base pin will take a little of the slop out of the out of the cylinder. Um, you can get them locking or non locking. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the heavier kicking guns sometimes will make the base pin jump out of its recess mm-hmm. and then can tie the gun up. So if you're gonna I, I like to anything above 357. I generally go with a locking base pin, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit of extra security. Yeah, but just keep in mind, ha, 
I, I personally like the ones with the little flathead screwdriver um, screws instead of the yeah, hexes because Allen, yeah. because I in the woods if for some reason I got to pull that gun out if I drop it in the mud or something I need to yeah. clean it out yeah I usually don't have an Allen yeah. <laughs> in my in my pocket but I can I can get with. that flathead out of there yeah, yeah. Um, those are those are generally the the easy modifications I can do I yeah. am not a gunsmith so when it yeah. comes to opening up throats and right. and crowning barrels and stuff like yeah. that I send it yeah. to Bobby Tyler yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dropping free spin balls in it yeah and stuff. that's yeah. not me so, so me. let's uh we're we've all been kind of staring about at this the elephant in the room here this uh yeah. this this new gun we have on the table so uh dive into it man what are we looking at here well, this is the gun that we kind of talked about. It, it just so happened we got the sample in today. Uh, in, in the pad, podcast last week, we were talking about the new uh, Bisley stainless 44 Magnums, right. four and five eighths and five and a halfs, and the four and five eighths inch uh, sample gun showed up today. So I, I was bringing it up here to get pictures, and you were like, "Hey, it's, man, let's go. Let's, hey, let, let's go sit down for a second. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go talk about it." So this this is it. I mean, it, it came out great. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Right I mean, from right from you, you you busting it out of the box, the unfluted cylinder, which I'm yep. a huge fan of. Uh, I love the black grips. Yeah, the black laminated I, grips. Uh, black black really and stainless off, is yeah. really cool. It's it's a it's a beautiful gun. And listen, if you're listening to this, we're gonna have uh, we'll put some pictures up on uh, on social media, our, our Facebook account, Instagram account, so you guys will be able to check it out. But uh, and if you are watching, you can kind of get a glimpse of it here. But yeah, that's uh, it's beautiful. It's yeah, really, it's, I, I'm really, really happy how it turned out. Yeah, the, uh, to me, the black grips on the stainless just looks really clean. Uh, the unfluted cylinder, you know, I, flute, fluted cylinder. That's that is a question that we get a lot too. Is oh well, is a fluted cylinder not as strong as a flute unfluted? It's the same. Yeah, there's there's no strength difference. Honestly, right. the the original flat top 44 magnums when they came out, they had aluminum grip frames and fluted cylinders, and right. they. One of the complaints that Ruger got was they had a lot of recoil. And so when they went to the Super Blackhawk, they added the steel grip frame, and they went to an unfluted cylinder. And it wasn't a strength issue. It's just they were trying to add a little bit of weight to the gun where they could get to it right. to help dampen the recoil. Is that the it. is that the real purpose behind it more than aesthetics is is, is weight? Yeah. Okay. Really, it's it's yeah. Some okay. people some people love the looks of an unfluted. Yeah, it's it's one of I those. Do. I do. I love and it. some people don't. Now, on a, a defensive gun, I generally like flutes because it does give you a little bit more um, grip. Let's yeah. say to mm-hmm. manipulate the cylinder, um, yeah. especially if your hands are wet or bloody or whatever or else. Or, yeah. um, but I, as far as looks go, on a like a gun like this, I think the unfluted really looks sharp. I love the mm-hmm. uh, Smith and Wesson has that three five seven series, the three fifty seven series, and I love. The look and it's that it's it's the it's a black grip unfluted mm-hmm. stainless it's those are really cool guns yeah, yeah. I just it, I love those it it's just a, pops I mean, it's fantastic it really yeah. yeah and it's, the weight difference I mean it's minuscule it's it's not much I don't think right. it's, you know I I, haven't, I need to weigh a, a fluted forty four mag cylinder and unfluted and see that might be an interesting little so this is a postal scale this is a mm-hmm. this is a sample that we have now but this is a it's it's a done deal I mean yeah yeah okay. I mean they hopefully should be coming pretty soon okay yeah. cool yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was really excited to see it show up. I, I tell you, I, I kind of, we kind of talked about it the other day. If I was starting all over again, <laughs> right, I, I would probably be leaning really, really hard on this is my do all, do everything, right. large bore, single action. Yeah, it would be really tough to beat this gun. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I'm so invested with a with a 45 Colt. Yeah, and and that that's kind of my my big bore caliber. And to to grab a four and five eights. 
for a one-all do-all. 45 Colt, 44 Special yeah. for you, or 44 Magnum, I guess. I if mean, I was just doing yeah, one, just doing I would probably one, do yeah. a 44 Magnum. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a lot more versatile than a 45 Colt. Yeah. Honestly, but but you love what you love, I, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. There's no wrong yeah. answers here. No, that's why. That's why Ford, we have lots of Ford guns. Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you guys this. So uh, let's 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 pare it down. Speaking of your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite calibers or whatever. If you were on a deserted island getting shipped off, you had to you were gonna you didn't know what was gonna be on the island, and you had to you had to take something to protect yourself. Uh, let's start with three. We'll whittle it down to one. Let's stick in. The, let, let's stay with the single action category here. So, so. if I can only have three right. single actions you're, for the rest of my life, you're going to like uh, Jurassic Park Island, and you don't know what's going to be on the island. <laughs> well, so, if I'm uh, going to Jurassic Park, my, <laughs> I, my choice is already made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's let's start with three, and 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 let's get down to one. What do you what do you think there, Jason? Hmm. So, if I was going to be narrowed down to three single actions to you know, yeah. I didn't have anything else handgun wise. Yeah. This was going to be it. I would probably. Oh boy. Um, so tough. It, well, a single six for sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean that that's an easy right. one. That's a default. Like, I would never be without one. Right. So. Yep. Uh, a single six. I would probably. I would probably out of all the ones I have, even though my sentimental favor is my four and five eighths gun, I would probably take a five and a half. It's probably the most yeah. practical yeah. Um, of the th- of the the ones that I have. Yeah. Um, hmm. So this might throw you for a little loop. I think my second gun would be one that we really haven't talked about, but in my opinion, is the complete sleeper in the whole Ruger single action line. What's that? It's the a standard four and five eighths inch Blackhawk forty five Colt. Hmm. It's on a large frame. It's got an aluminum standard grip frame. It's not a Bisley. Huh? We've been talking about Bisleys for the last you're, two weeks you're, now. You're speaking Dale's language. Yeah, so. but yeah. it's got a regular aluminum grip. But and you saying, why would you want that? Because it's super light. Mm-hmm. That uh-huh. gun yeah. is light. Yeah. It's I think I've I've weighed mine before. I want to say it's thirty seven ounces. Wow. So yeah. compared to like some of the the Steel frame Bisley guns that are coming in at like 42, 43, 44 ounces, it's a good bit lighter. Yeah. However, it's built on a large frame, so it'll handle mm-hmm. the the heavy loads, the 300s. That right. They're going to be brisk. They're not going to be that fun to shoot, but it'll handle it. Right, And since right. we're talking about they only have three. Yeah. I would probably that'd be my kind of my pack around do everything gun. Yeah. It's Mine's a convertible, so it also has a 45 ACP cylinder, which so I could load put defensive loads in it. Mm-hmm. Come in handy on that island. Come in handy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah. uh, Mr. Rourke might get kind of crazy, <laughs> and uh, you might have to might have to get busy with that single action. Uh, my third one would probably be a six and a half inch four fifty four console. Oh yeah, and that's because a I could shoot the same forty five Colt ammo through that four fifty four, so I got ammunition commonality there. That'd probably take out a Raptor, I think. Yeah, yeah so plus ra- and, and ra- it's really it's the it's probably the ultimate hunting handgun yeah. as far as you know, extended range yeah. kind of be able to do whatever yeah. so th- those three guns i think i could pretty much do what whether it's a, an island or yeah. living in wyoming right. or living in louisiana sure yeah those three guns i could pretty much do everything i'd have a, a rim fire i'd have a, a, a light handy four and five eighths yeah. inch could be real powerful or could be moderate yeah belt gun and then a true large hunting gun 
All right, that's that's awesome. So, uh, Dale, now we're on to you. Your your top so, three. So the and spotlight's again, on me now. We gotta, we're we're going to um, whittle it down to one. But what are your top three, Jason? Jason had a, a pretty compelling list there. So. He, he he really did. Um, he stole your forty five Colt. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I think I'm gonna steal it back. Um, okay, only three. Uh, a, a a single action twenty two I think is a must. Okay. Um, single six. Uh, even the little Bearcat. You know, yep. something small for a small game. I love the Bearcat. That's a, that's yeah, a yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's an yep. awesome little gun. Um, but one of those two platforms, right. most likely a single six. Right. Um, you know, in case I, I needed the Magnum cylinder, uh, I can throw it in there and, and let it rip. So you guys are, are basically on the same page there. Yeah, we're neck and neck. I think anybody um, who's serious about single actions would have to have a single six in there. Right, right. right. The next one... I do agree with Jason on the uh, four and five eights, forty five Colt. Um, I would choose my Bisley, yeah, uh, forty five, right, right, um, and then I'm gonna get to the reason why here in a minute. So that gun's very, very packable. Yeah, um, even with a Bisley grip frame, yeah, it does weigh a little bit more than the aluminum frame, mm-hmm. but it is extremely packable, extremely carryable. On the third, this is when we're gonna separate. I'm going to stick with the 45 Colt load, but for a true hunting handgun, I think I would prefer an optic. Hmm. So I would go with one of the Super Black Hunters in 45 Colt with a Bisley grip frame. Yeah, that's a good choice. Oh, nice. Good choice. Nice. So well, well, I can curveball carry, there. Yeah. So I can carry the same ammunition. Some people need a crutch. Technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not relying on several different types of ammo. I can carry one load for my four and five eights and the seven and a half. Yeah. And yeah. make things a lot simpler. That's a good point. That's now a good, the that's Super Blackhawk Hunter is a is a great choice. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, final answer. What's Only your, what's one. Your, yeah. What's your what's your what's your one pick? You know, probably the most versatile cartridge out there is the three fifty seven Magnum. But, uh, so I would be tempted to say, uh, uh, you know, a flat top, that convertible or whatever. Yeah. But I'm actually going to probably say <laughs> it, it's convenient because it's sitting right there, but that gun right there <laughs> would be pretty tough not to pick as a do everything uh if i could only have one one gun i is mean that, I, is that just a shameless plug for the it new kind of is yeah yeah right right well i make enough for not having a knr4 <laughs> I, I don't i don't have the oldest one we've ever done let me buy the one we haven't even gotten yet yeah exactly yeah. but i could make a pretty good argument for i mean it's 44 magnum yep it's i can shoot 44 special in it yep it's short barrel, but easy to shoot. It would be between that or just that my original middle gun, the four and five eighths inch Blackhawk forty five Colt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And you? Yeah, this is this is what makes it kind of tough. Tough call. Yeah, it, it really does. It's like that one album you can take too. We, we can <laughs> yeah. sit, we can sit here for hours and debate that. You uh, know? It's the greatest hit album. That's yeah, one yeah, I yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Oh Lord, this is a tough one. Um, a uh, one do all that you can carry snake shot in. Uh, I do like a um, a convertible that, yeah. that you could do. 
And we're talking kind of personal defense too, as well, right? Sure. Uh, this is a one all do all. This is our one, our, uh, our only handgun, and it happens to be, have to be a single. You're, you're in the woods or on an island or whatever. Okay. I mean, you um, know, you, yeah, you gotta. I would probably have to go four and five eighths inch flat top forty five Colt ACP convertible. Nice, big good choice. Well, there you have it. There really you nice. have it. Yeah. Well, uh, God, that's a fun conversation right there. <laughs> right. We, we could just go, go on and on. <laughs> what, what else do we want to take to the island? Yeah, exactly. Now, exactly. rifles. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a rifle uh, episode. Uh, well, guys. Yeah, that uh, is a question I got the other day on our deal was, you know, I'm new. I want to. I want to get a, a rifle battery. What, what do I? What are what are the categories that I need to look at? And I, I remember I answered the guy, and I remember thinking, man, that'd be a good good podcast episode. Yeah, like, yeah. You and I need to talk to. We'll go to lunch and we'll figure out what, yeah, what our choices exactly. are. And we'll do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, you know where to find us on all the socials at Lipsy's Guns, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can check out LipsysGuns.com. And until next time, aim higher.